Hey everybody, from Nashville, I'm Skip Orham and welcome to episode number 23 of the Web Radio Today Faith and Fitness Podcast. This is a big episode today and because of the, well, the important information that will be part of today's podcast, I'm going to avoid any any comments that might date the episode. The reason for that is I suspect, well, actually, I hope that this episode will be one that folks who, who don't normally follow this podcast will seek it out and listen to it later when they or, or someone they love needs to hear what we're going to be talking about today. During the first part of the episode today, I'm going to be providing you with a plan, a plan based on my own experience of action steps that you or or anyone you know who becomes diagnosed with a serious illness, this plan will walk you through the, the action steps that you need to put in place right away once you're diagnosed with a serious illness, whether that illness is cancer, that was my diagnosis, a serious heart problem, diabetes, or any one of those illnesses and sicknesses that seem to be gunning for people in our age group, us baby boomers in our 60s and 70s and beyond. And then after we do that, the second part of this episode is going to be a guided positive imagery session. The web radio today, disease fighting and fitness model, it has seven elements faith, exercise, diet, research, positive attitude, music, and positive imagery. And you'll get to experience on this episode today a 30-minute guided positive imagery session. And I hope that you'll discover today the importance of adding guided positive imagery into your overall fitness plans and especially I hope that you'll see the importance of making it part of any battle that's going on right now that you have to battle a disease that's invaded your body. So there you go. On today's episode, your disease battle plan and a guided positive imagery session. And of course, I've included a short mini workout. We do that in every Web Radio Today episode. And kind of as a way of killing two birds with one stone, just after we do the mini workout, as we're cooling down, I want to talk with you briefly about sugar and sugar substitutes. And then after that, your disease battle plan. For the folks listening to the Web Radio Today podcast for the first time, our mini workouts usually last for about two to three minutes, and it gives us an opportunity to get up out of our chairs if we can and to just start moving in any way that we can. You can run, dance, cycle, run in place, whatever you want to do to get your heart rate up and to burn some calories. And if for some reason you can't get up right now, just move in any way you can. Just get some movement going. Burn a few calories. And as a special bonus to provide the soundtrack, the motivation 
for your workout, for your mini workout, I'm bringing back our old buddy Joe College, his cover of Shambhala. Wash away my troubles, wash away my pain with the rain of Shambhala. Wash away my sorrow, wash away my shame with the rain of Shambhala. Okay, you can slow everything down. I want you to keep moving though as you cool down, just slower than you were during the mini workout. You know, we've all heard over the years that sugar is really bad for us. And that's true, excessive sugar consumption, it plays a role in, in a lot of the chronic diseases. And besides, it just messes with how we feel. And because of that, it's important for all of us to reduce the amount of sugar in our diet. Now, the absolute best way to do that is to work on reducing 
your reliance on sugar and sugary foods. If you work on doing that, eventually what will happen is your palate will adjust over time and you won't have to worry about your sugar intake anymore. Well, that's all easier said than done, right? Using some kind of sugar substitute like those that appear on your restaurant table in those pink and blue and yellow and green packages, none of those sugar substitutes are really good for you because even though, well, even though they might be calorie free, they tend to do the same bad things to your body that sugar does. You get those same sugar highs and, and then that crash, those lows, you get them from artificial sweeteners as, as well as from sugar. One suggestion to help beat that sugar craving is if you want something sweet after a meal, perhaps you should plan to substitute fruit for dessert. In fruit, it contains other nutrients and, and the fiber in fruit causes it to be digested more slowly and that limits that, well, that spike in blood sugar and insulin that sugar alone causes. There are other kinds of sugars out there, maple syrup, honey, date sugar, I don't really know what that is, coconut sugar, and you'll hear all of those types of sugars billed as more natural. But to your body, they're essentially sugar, and your body reacts to them the same way as sugar. And so what happens, they really end up just being extra empty calories. What I do is rather than use artificial sweeteners or those alternative sugars like honey, I just work real hard to eliminate or, or certainly to significantly reduce the amount of sugar in my diet. Hey, I'm almost down to no sugar in my coffee and I try as much as I can to, to keep focusing, keep alert to trying to reduce the amount of sugars that you use. I love my dark chocolate, but I'm working to be extremely moderate with that too. It's very difficult. It's a challenge, but, but I'm gonna beat it. Here's my bottom line web radio today advice to you. Think about sugar every time you start to use it. And every time that you start to eat something that you know contains sugar. Think about it in terms of your desire to decrease your sugar intake and to hopefully eliminate it from your diet. If you think hard about it, each time that you start to use sugar, at least it'll keep you on the path of sugar reduction or elimination. Sad news today. You've been diagnosed with a life-threatening disease. Let's help you put together a battle plan designed to save your life. This battle plan, it begins the day that you receive that scary, life-changing news. The doctor delivers the bad news. 
the tests, they've all been done. They've all been evaluated. You are diagnosed with a life-threatening disease. The call from the doctors ended or you're leaving his office after hearing the terrible news. What now? Did, did the doctor just say what, what I thought I heard? And then what else did he say after that? I, I didn't really hear it. I'm confused. I'm scared. I could die from this. What do I do now? What usually happens, you, you don't believe what you just heard. Did you just really hear what you thought you heard? You'll be sort of in shock. You're going to go through all of the stages of grief and loss, denial, keeping everything to yourself, anger, bargaining, depression, and then finally acceptance. Those stages, they could happen quickly or they might occur over a couple of days or even weeks. More than likely, you're just going to need to let them play out. But this is important. For your survival, you need to immediately accept, at the very least in a tentative way, that you in fact do have this disease. Treat it like it's a fire in your house. There's no time to wait for these crazy stages like denial and so forth to play out. You just need to get your family, your pet, and yourself out of the fire to safety. Everybody, that's what needs to happen immediately after your diagnosis. Put your battle plan into effect and get moving. Time, time is of the essence. There's a fire in your house. Let's get going. Step one, you need to take control of the situation right now. Of course, you're in shock but you need to take control immediately. This is your only priority, your only job right now. Take control of this disease, this disease that, well, it might be trying to kill you. And then step 1A. Ask God for help. He'll be there for you. Don't leave him out of this. You need God more now than ever. If God is, has not been in your life or you're like I was, a backsliding Christian, this disease that's coming to destroy you, it will bring you back to God. You must involve God in this. Pray for his help and guidance. Ask others to pray to Him on your behalf. Now you might have this crazy tendency because you are going through these grief stages that you might want to isolate yourself, take some, take some time to get your act together. There's no time. You don't have time to isolate. You don't have time to be alone and get your act together. Remember the analogy, there's a fire in your house, a disease in your body that he wants to take you out and it's growing. You need people 
and you need to act immediately. You need a partner, someone, someone who loves you and can provide constant help. Usually that's a spouse, partner, family member, or very close friend. They need to be someone you can be, someone you can be totally honest and open with about everything. It's important that there's someone that you don't feel some need to protect from what's going on because this person, while they don't need any medical training at all, they will be the head of your medical team. My wife was my medical director from the day of the diagnosis forward. She was gonna know everything I knew and more about my medical situation. And it was so sad, but I couldn't be her protector right now. I was sick, I might die. And so for her sake as well as mine, I needed to get well. And she was the best person I knew who could help me be my partner, be my medical director. And it's important for us older folks to be able to count on our partner to go on the medical appointments with us. Two people listening to what the doctor is saying, two people taking notes, two people asking questions. You need that. Some of this stuff you'll be going through, it's gonna be gross. Forget about being private and embarrassed. This is life and death stuff. And you control freaks out there, it can't be just in your control. Everything needs to be shared with your partner. And if you feel that you need to protect your partner from some of this stuff, perhaps your partner needs to be someone else because there can be no secrets, no hidden information. As far as marriages go, the in sickness and in health clause is being invoked. Step three is to get organized. Start a notebook or file or whatever the digital equivalent might be medical team phone numbers, notes, test results, treatment options. They all need to be kept together and in one place easily accessible to both you and your partner. Oh, and that ongoing and constantly expanding list of questions to ask your doctor and your other members of your medical team. When you come up with a question, write it down right then actually just write everything down you you probably won't be yourself mentally so so keep track of your thoughts and questions write everything down or or input it into your device whatever works for you and that's an important point you will not be yourself mentally especially during the early parts of this battle your partner needs to to pick up the slack step four Become an expert in your disease and its treatments. Get informed. It's going to be a natural reaction to Google your disease. I did it immediately after I got off the phone with the doctor. 
And I can tell you that it is a house of horrors if you Google your disease and then start randomly reading about it. I did that big mistake. I was totally depressed. I thought I was a goner after randomly reading stuff on the internet about my prostate cancer. You more than likely won't be able to stop yourself from going immediately to the internet. It's what we do about everything nowadays. My advice then is to try and structure where you go on the internet for information. Try this. The very first time, write down a list of questions that you, that you hope to find answers to on the internet. First item on that list of questions will probably be things you wish you had thought of to ask your doctor. Perhaps you should hold off on some of them and actually ask your doctor the next time you meet with them. And don't worry, you'll be in touch with your doctor a lot during this battle. So start your list of questions and then think about credible sites on the internet. The Cancer Association, the Heart Association, Every disease has a credible association on the internet. So go there first. Then you have all these big time, very important hospitals with websites, just full of information. I found great information on the, the Mayo Clinic's website. And for me, the Prostate Cancer Foundation was and continues to be an amazing help. Just make sure that you are consulting only unbiased, trustworthy sources when you do your research. For instance, if it's cancer, start with the American Cancer Society or the National Cancer Institute. And then this, please everybody stay out of chat room. They can be, well, they can be confidence destroyers. They can bring you down and you're gonna need all of the confidence and, and positive attitude that you can muster. An important part of becoming an expert in your disease is to know absolutely everything you can about treatment options. More than likely, your partner and you will need to make decisions about treatment options. Most insurance plans, will, they'll cover a second opinion, and if yours does, use it. Even if you, well, even if you totally trust your doctor, there's no reason you shouldn't get a second opinion. It's another source of information, and especially with regard to treatment options, a second consult with another doctor can be real important. If you're choosing between, say, radiation or surgery as a treatment option, talk to the physician in both of those areas. Find out as much as you can about the different types of treatments that are gonna be available to you. If you have treatment options, that's, well, that's probably going to be the most important decision you'll make during your fight against this disease. Oh, one other thing, from my personal experience, be careful with statistics. They can really help, but uh, they can also mess with your head. Some people like a lot of statistics, I do, but then the numbers, the stats, they get real complex. So if numbers start to mess with your head, ask your doctor if they could please use words like most or some in place of the, the actual numbers. There you have it, everybody. Your immediate first steps. 
after being diagnosed with a life-threatening disease. Take control, ask for God's help, find a partner, your personal medical director, get organized, and become an expert in your disease. Get these steps underway on day one, immediately. My other advice would be to try to keep your life, try to keep it as, as normal as possible. Remember, you are so much more than just someone defined by your disease. You're still who you were before the diagnosis, so don't lose who you are. It's important in getting well that you are able to lower your stress. Take time to enjoy your loved ones, listen to music, exercise in any way that you can. Continue to enjoy your life, your family, your friends. Stay just as positive as you can. You really need during this process to learn to rely on others. Even if that's different for you, you need people now. Two more things that I want to talk about as it regards staying healthy and lowering your stress level when fighting a disease. Let's talk about the financial cost of all of this and, and the worry about it that can actually negatively affect your ability to get well. So it's best as much as you can to try to get all of that squared away. There are sources of financial guidance and help out there when you're diagnosed with a, with a serious disease. Even folks with good insurance, the deductibles alone could bankrupt you if you're not careful. And it's gonna be a huge help if you just deal with and accept this financial burden of the disease as early in the process as you possibly can. And if you can, leave all that with your partner. It sounds so selfish, but you're trying to get well for them as well as yourself. Worrying about the financial impact of your disease, it can kill you because these high levels of stress can affect your immune system and it's the activity there in your immune system that's, that's trying to get rid of these bad cells that have invaded your body. This financial stuff and worry when you get sick, it's, it's one of the greatest causes of stress when you're fighting a disease. And yes, this disease, it might end up having life-changing effects on your financial situation, but, but heck, you know this disease is gonna change your life forever anyway, right? But here's the good news. And I promise you this, I've experienced that change in your life. It'll be a change for the better. There's gonna be pain, physical and for sure mental, but overall, again, I've experienced it and I promise you this, it's gonna be worth it and you're gonna be a better person when all this ends, when you get this disease out of your body. You're gonna win this battle.
I don't even know you, but I pray for you. I pray for your partner. I pray for your family. And I pray for your medical team. I pray that God will help and guide them as they provide your medical care. God, however you worship Him, your relationship with Him, it's going to be key to you becoming healthy again. I hope that you will ask Him daily for His help and protection and, and for the comfort of being able to lay down at night as you fight this battle, put your head on the pillow, and go to sleep in peace knowing that God has your back. It's all part of His plan. He's known about it since the day you were created. You know He's got this. He's going to protect you. On the podcast today, we've talked a lot about the importance of maintaining a positive attitude, an attitude of knowing that things are going to work out, that you're going to beat this. As I fought my personal battle with prostate cancer, in addition to God's love and my battle plan and my excellent partner, my good physical condition, my outstanding medical team, my family, friends, people at my church, my loved ones. There was one other thing that I did that really helped me maintain a positive, upbeat attitude, a level kind of emotions through this process so that I could beat this cancer. And that was guided positive imagery. Guided positive imagery, it's kind of like meditation. But it's a little different. It's, it's totally a different and, and a, a more positive way of looking at yourself and your journey to getting well. I did guided positive imagery sessions at least once a day. And on some days, uh, I did as many as three of them each day. Other than talking with God. Positive imagery was probably the most important thing in me keeping a positive attitude. Immediately after I was diagnosed, my sister gave me the book, Getting Well Again. She gives it to anyone she knows who's, who's going into a battle with a disease. I want you to get this book, Getting Well Again by O. Carl Simonton. It's been around for a long time, and it will be invaluable in fighting your disease. It's, it's available to Amazon. I'll have links to it in the show notes for this episode at at webradiotoday.com and hardly cost anything. I think the paperback at Amazon is less than $10. You can probably find it for less than that at used bookstores. I know most libraries have a couple copies of it. Please won't you get it and read. It's, it's going to be so important and do it immediately. That book, Getting Well Again, 
it gave me so much help and guidance and it and it gave me ideas about how to to really engage into this fight with my disease and one of the things it talks about is the importance of guided imagery so rather than go into a bunch of detail trying to explain guided positive imagery i've decided to put together a guided positive imagery session for for you to experience and we're going to do that in just a second and i hope everybody that also if you know someone who's been recently diagnosed with a disease or someone who's dealing with the disease right now if you think this podcast what i've talked about already and then the positive imagery session if you think that might be beneficial to them let them know about this episode of web radio today this is episode 23 of the web radio today podcast all of our episodes they're available at apple podcast iheart radio outcast wherever you get podcasts just search on web radio today or you can search on my name skip Horum. all of the podcast episodes are also located at the Web Radio Today website, webradiotoday.com. Not only all the podcast episodes, but also written transcripts of each episode. There's also a page at Web Radio Today. It's called the Audio Burst page. What Audio Bursts are is they're important segments of some episodes that we've done that are for you to listen to separately from the entire episodes. That way, if there's something we talked about on a specific episode and you want to go back and listen to it again or you, you want to recommend it to someone, you don't have to listen to the entire podcast just to get to that. You can find specific segments on the Audio Burst page at webradiotoday.com. For instance, two Audio Bursts will result from this episode. Audio Burst 23.1 will be the things that I just talked about in regards to your disease battle plan and audio burst 23.2 will be the guided positive imagery session that we're about to do right now that way if you want to listen again experience the session again you can very easily download the session separately it's audio burst 23.2 at webradiotoday.com just click on the audio burst page and also each of those audio bursts have a transcript. If this is your first time listening to the Web Radio Today podcast, I just want to let you know that episodes one, two, and three tell the story of my own cancer battle and why I feel that I was called by God to do this podcast. Okay, everybody, here we go. To experience this guided positive imagery session, you should be alone in a, in a comfortable space, lying down or sitting in a chair. It'd be really cool if you could darken the room. This guided positive imagery session, it will last for 29 minutes. And when it ends, this episode of the, of the podcast will end. And, and I'll talk with you again next week. October 9th is the release date for the next Web Radio Today episode. If you need to pause this episode for a minute to get yourself ready for this guided positive imagery session, that's okay. It'll be most effective if you're ready to sort of lose yourself for the next 29 minutes. Here we go.
close your eyes and begin to let yourself relax. And as you let yourself relax, begin to take some deep breaths and, and then let them out. Deep breaths in, then exhale. Deep breaths in, and then exhale. As you do this, deep breaths in and, and then out, begin to clear your mind. Let all of the tension in your body, the bad thoughts in your mind, let them go out, let them go away as you breathe out with the exhale. The worry and the concern that you're feeling about your illness, try to clear that out of your mind as you breathe in and, and then out. Of course, this illness is it's on your mind all the time. It's a, it's a fact of life right now. Today, you're going to take control of this sickness. And you're choosing right now to breathe out all of your worries. Blow them away with your exhale. Deep breaths in, tension, bad thoughts, and worry out. Think for a second about something that the Apostle Paul wrote long ago he wrote it to the christian church in the greek city of philippi he wrote these words whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable if there is an excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things now. As you begin to clear your mind of everything else, breathe in and then out. Let's begin with this prayer from Psalms. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. You are my rock and my redeemer. Feel now God helping your body begin to relax your mind clear of worry and, and bad thoughts. Enjoy taking this time away for yourself. And enjoy actively participating in, in getting well by choosing to focus on thoughts and, 
and images that will refresh, energize, and revitalize your immune system. Imagine now that you're comfortable. Those bad thoughts and, and tensions have, well, they've been put aside for now. And you're discovering that just by imagining this, just by imagining your tension and, and worry leaving your body, that you are actually becoming relaxed. Think about how nice it is that for just a few minutes, you are free of worry. And think about how wonderful it is to know that right now, you are giving yourself this time to let your body and your mind relax and refresh. And to gain new energy, which will give your immune system the increased strength it needs to destroy your illness. Congratulate yourself for choosing to become actively involved in your healing and, and in your recovery process and for making the decision to get well. Because by actively choosing to take this time right now to relax and clear your mind, to let go of your stress, you are in fact enhancing your health. And by taking this time right now, you are sending this message to your illness. Thank you for helping me get my priorities straight. Thank you for helping me to appreciate my, my friends and my family more. And thank you for bringing me closer to God. But it's time for you to go now and you will be removed from my body. I want you now, as you are starting to feel more and more relaxed, think about a place. It can either be real or imaginary a place you used to go to or, or somewhere where you've always wanted to be. A place that makes you feel good and safe and at peace. Imagine this place becoming more real to you in every way. Look around, enjoy what you see. Take in the entire scene of this place, this special place that feels so peaceful to you. And now begin to experience and feel whatever it is that you're lying on or, or sitting against. Perhaps it's sand on the beach, or maybe the summer grass or, 
or leaning against your favorite tree. And as you continue to imagine this place, you begin to hear the sounds of this place. Perhaps it's the waves rolling in, or the sound of birds in the air, or of children playing nearby. Let your ears hear the sound of this wonderful place that's so peaceful and, and so safe for you. Whatever sounds or smells or, or feelings that you remember or are imagining from this special place, this, this wonderful place of yours, hear them, see them, feel them, smell them, experience them. Maybe you feel the summer air or a gentle breeze or, or balmy, salty air or the slight chill of autumn. Let your skin begin to feel this wonderful, magical place of yours. Notice now how you are feeling so thankful for the safety and the, the beauty and the, the comfort of this place. How happy you are to be here. And you're also feeling what's happening, a kind of tingling in the air. Even something that, that makes you feel somewhat excited. A feeling that something wonderful, something you want and you need so much is about to happen. And you know that God is watching you in this place. And, and you know that as it is written in Psalms, God will watch over you, your coming and your going, not only now, but forevermore. He's here for you now in this place, and He will watch, love, and care for you forever. You know that in your heart. You know that God wants you to be strong and courageous, not frightened or dismayed, and you know that God loves you. Feel His love wash all over you. You begin to smile as you recognize that for a while now, you may not have had this feeling. You now know that there is certainty in God's love and in this special place of yours, and that something amazing is about to happen. And you notice a light coming from above. It's small at first, and, and then it starts to become wider. This light is God's love. And you can feel the area around you illuminated with God's love. And this light now is giving everything it covers here in your special place. It's giving it a, an even brighter, magical beauty. 
what this is? This is God's love shining down on you. As God's love, the light continues to shine, your special place becomes brighter, even, even more beautiful. And also then, this light seems to increase your comfort, your joy, your love for everything God has created. Everything in your magical place is alive with color and brightness. And now, in addition to God's presence, you begin to feel the presence of others. And now you can see them surrounding you, smiling at you with their loving faces. You begin to recognize these people, these people who are surrounding you with their love. An entire circle of people who love you. And you begin to recognize them as they, as they warm you with their protective presence, nodding and smiling. Those smiles are so familiar to you. Some of them are your current friends and some are friends from the past. And you even see your family and some past family members who've, who've already gone to be with God. Family members who have always loved you. Maybe a special grandparent who's passed away. They're here for you now. A special teacher you love from your school days. A favorite pet who, in addition to being a pet, was a true friend and, and a true protector. Uncles, aunts, brothers, sisters, children, all surrounding you with their protective love. An entire circle of smiling and caring well-wishers. You see them in bright light. You see their faces. You feel their love. So much strength and protection. God's presence, the light, your friends and protectors. So much positive energy filling you, penetrating into the layer of tissue deep in your body. Pressing deeper and deeper into every organ, even all the way to the bone even all the way to the cells. This strong power, God's light, His love and protection, your friends, all there to protect and, and to heal you. All of this power is recharging you. And now you can feel this power, the light, your protector's love, moving now into cells and, and parts of your body where unhealthy tissue may be located. It's power, it's, it's using its energy 
and its cleaning, shrinking, and, and dissolving unhealthy tissue. And as it does that, it's allowing your own energy to begin to move more freely through your body. You can feel this free flow of healthy energy and you know this is happening. And your new special power, consisting of God's love, the light, your protector's love, your special power, is now mobilizing the fighter cells in your immune system. And the light is now highlighting bad cells, unhealthy cells, identifying them so that your wonderful strong army of fighter cells, those cells in your body loyal only to you, this strong army can now see the bad cells, illuminated by the light. Now they can destroy them and clear them out. You begin to smile, knowing that you have these ingenious, well-trained core of fighter cells destroying your disease. And you feel so grateful to God, so grateful for the light and, and to your friends who are together giving you this new superpower, this new energy and strength, giving that to your loyal army of fighter cells. You can see this happening in your body. You can feel this happening in your body. Your army of fighter cells, so clever, so loyal to you. They are gaining new strength and energy from God's love and, and from your protective circle of, of family and friends. And especially from your own conscious decision to rid your body of, of this disease and to get well. The bad cells in your body, those cells filled with disease, they're being destroyed and cleared from your body. You are sure this is happening. You know this is happening and, and you can feel this happening. You are also feeling the supreme intelligence of God who loves you so much, who created you and who created in your body such an ingenious mechanism for fighting off disease. These cells in, in your immune system, they're gaining strength. They're loyal only to you and they are destroying this disease. And you are so thankful to God for this. And also your special family members and friends, your protectors who have gathered around you, their love has given you this special energy and, and renewed determination and strength. 
God's light, the strength of, of those who love you, it's also reaching into the painful pockets of feeling within your body. Bad feelings, old hurts, resentments are also being destroyed by the power of this light. Old griefs, fears, sadness, anger, guilt, distress, and pain are being destroyed and, and wiped away from your body and from your mind. You know this is happening. You can feel it happening as you relax here in your magical, special place. Old pain, old judgments, old disappointments cleared from your mind, giving you the freedom you need to get well. And your mind is now more spacious and open. Your body now much more stronger than it has ever been. So much new room now in your spirit for joy, love, gratitude, and peace. God is giving you this time, this message, these tools to make all of this happen. Your true nature is alive again. And you can now sense this total shift in your mind and your body, this new excitement, knowing you've got this. All is in God's hands. He created you, and He is smiling at you now, so proud of your newfound strength. And with this newfound strength, grace, ease, and, and energy, you are certain that you are healing and that you will continue to heal. Able to see yourself well and excited, your body at full strength, ready to take on life and enjoy all that God has given to you. With tears in your eyes, you praise God, thank Him, knowing that you will not waste what He has created for you. And as you look around your circle of magical friends, you can see that, that they have seen this change in you. They're smiling because they recognize this renewed confidence and determination that you now possess. This strength and desire to get well. And your special friends, your protectors, they know that you can see yourself as joyful, happy, and excited looking to your future without this disease. They know your healing. And you really knew that God and your group of magical friends have been supporting you all along. You just, just hadn't seen it, but now you do. 
and you can continue to see it, a constant circle of warm protection and support surrounding you and giving you strength. And now, a special one of your magical friends, one who looks a little more familiar to you. Actually reminding you of someone who loves you so much, or someone who guided you well in the past and gave you strength. Clearly the leader of this amazing support group, this person steps forward and looks at you with so much love in their eyes. And this person says to you, remember, we're always here for you. We are at your service to help you heal. We're here to help you begin to appreciate yourself and understand who you really are. Return to peacefulness and and call on us anytime. This special friend takes a piece of the light and gives it to you to keep for yourself, to store in your body, to help you heal. And you watch the rest of the light as it slowly begins to contract and, and then disappear into itself. You now have part of the light, God's love, deep in your mind, deep in your body, deep in your fighter cells, even deep into your soul. And now, feeling so peaceful, knowing that God's light is within you and that this special place and, and your magical friends, they're here for you whenever you need them, whenever you want to continue the, the work that you've already done. And as you look again around your special place, you know and, and feel that that something powerful has taken place. A major shift has occurred. You thank God for what He has done for you and you thank Him for the peace of knowing that everything is in God's hands. As you continue to breathe in and out, relaxed and at peace, ready to take on whatever challenges lay ahead. And with your renewed strength, whenever you are ready, you can slowly begin to open your eyes and, and come back into the room knowing that you have done important healing work and yes you have and you're better for this <laughs>